While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, a coach. I do high school, if you didn't know that, uh, and a bunch of other different hats that I wear. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew for some podcast merch, all that good stuff. And then you can reach us on social media at classroombrew and classroombrew at gmail.com. For this week, there might be, I think I put a preview or we'll, maybe we'll put a preview, I don't know, from a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, when we went on the Reddit, the subreddit, I'm not that good with Reddit <laughs> terminology. Uh, and we saw a post about someone that was in a situation where at the time we didn't know who they were and they were a little bit unsure of their teaching environment, if you will. So we reached out on the podcast, posted something, and we actually got a response. Uh, and that person wound up being Rachel, who's with us here today. So how's it, how's it going? Going good. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good be honest, when you saw my comment on Reddit, because that was actually me, that was not Matt, that was actually me that posted it, uh, were you like, what is, what is this thing? Like, Did you have to do some research or, or what went through your head? I did. I immediately went to Apple Podcasts and found Classroom Brew. So. <laughs> there you go. Like, are these people? Yeah. <laughs> right. To make sure it was legit. Um, yeah. <laughs> you responded pretty quickly too, which was awesome. So uh, just to kind of to recap, what was going on? And granted, people that listened a couple weeks ago, you know a little bit of the story, but what was happening at the time when you posted on Reddit? Um, I was just kind of feeling hopeless in my job. So I'm a first year teacher and it has been very overwhelming to say the least. Mm. And of course we all hear like, oh, first year is the hardest, whatever. <laughs> first 10 years are the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just to the point where it's like, classroom management i think it has to do kind of with like the holiday season coming up too mm. first my first quarter was like really rough obviously right and i was expecting okay i have a little rapport with these students going into block two and no it was so much worse and i just started feeling hopeless i didn't know how to get students engaged in my classroom or Pretty much anything. And beyond that, it's, um, I mean, I'm in a state where we just don't get paid a lot to teach. So sure. all of that, the anxieties of like having to be a good teacher, having to get lesson plans in on time and get my students engaged and like be the person that everyone needs me to be. It was just, it, it really built up mm -hmm. at one point <laughs> a few weeks ago. I was just feeling very, very um, discouraged. Sure. So can you tell us, and obviously we won't go into names of school, but what, what grade do you teach subject or, or where are you in the teaching world? Yeah, I teach high school, all levels, um, and I teach science. Okay, gotcha. And is this just a public school, private school, charter, or where are we at? Charter. Okay, mm -hmm. there you go. That's starting to make a little bit more sense. So Yeah. Uh, now, did you actually get, I'm not that uh, 
savvy or into Reddit? Did you actually get like good advice from that? Or did you find some solace in, you know, your post and what people were saying in response? I did to an extent. I mean, I think I got something like 175 comments on that post. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a lot of people <laughs> going up for days. And most people were just saying, you need to quit. You need to quit right now. Like, mm -hmm. if you if you died tomorrow, they'd replace you in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's just a dark place, but yeah, I see where they're going with that. Dark, but true. Um, but there was a lot there were a lot of people who like reached out saying like listen like i was in a very similar experience to this had some opportunity to chat with people people were like messaging me privately from that post i got some good advice but most of the advice did just revolve around quitting okay everyone's like you need to leave right now and get out of that job <laughs> so what wound up happening did you take that advice or what's your current situation as a first year teacher um, I did not take that advice yet. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I actually like a week after making that post, I ended up like, I had to take a, a little sabbatical, like a few days sabbatical because mm. it, I got so anxious um, because I got so anxious about like being at school. So I took a few days off and then I like made my way back and do I think I'm going to stick it out beyond the year? Probably not. Do I think I'm going to make mm -hmm. it to the end of the year? Maybe not either. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those things that like in the middle of the quarter didn't feel quite right to just like quit, if you will. And were you worried about your colleagues or were you worried about your students or what was the main concern? A little bit of both. I mean, honestly, I would I would quit right now if I didn't feel like I was putting a bunch of people out. Okay. Um, like, it's such a small school, so, and it's charter, so we don't have a sub list. We mm. don't have, like, a ton of resources for things like that to happen, which sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I do worry about my students. I feel like a lot of my students, um, it's not the greatest area. So a lot of my students have like rougher like backgrounds, if you will. Sure. And I care a lot about them, like genuinely. So leaving on them would feel kind of, I don't know, slimy. Because um, they make it really hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But they always say that those the kids that are the hardest to, to like care for and love are the ones that need it the most. But I yeah. think you also have to give yourself a little bit of space where it's like your own mental health and well-being. Uh, I feel like if it's a situation where you're, or is it a lack of support in addition to the environment or because I feel like it's something where you're kind of being set up for failure if it doesn't feel like, you know, you have the support to get students engaged. So I don't know if I don't know. I feel like slimy is a little bit hard on yourself for a situation like that. I think you're a little bit right about that. Um, it definitely is a lack of support, too. And I could go into so many instances <laughs> where I'm like, I am just in my classroom. Like, I don't know what to do with anybody because of like, yeah. Um, I know it, it's, it's, it is hard on myself to like call it slimy because there is a point where it's like, okay, prioritize yourself at some point. Mm -hmm. 
And it's been such a like moral and like emotional battle. Like it's been an emotional few weeks since I've made that post. Sure. Because I have like so many people on one side, like saying like, you need to quit. You need to quit. Like from the Reddit posts, my family, I've talked so much to them about it. And then of course I go to school and I'm like, I'll talk to my administration and say like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like I'm really struggling. And then I get like the whole like guilt trips spiel, you know? Oh no. What'd they say? Um, well, you just need to realize that, like, I think the biggest lesson that you could teach these students is the perseverance of pushing through this. Jesus, like (laughs) propaganda for, let me just continue to not support you. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm like, not, not physics, but perseverance. Okay. (laughs) Um, Got it. No. And the whole, like, you know, these kids just need stable adult role, like role models in their lives. And like, if you leave, they're just, you're just taking that away from them again. And I'm like, wow. Holy cow. But I've also like straight up been like, okay, but why are so many people? Cause my school's had a lot of turnover sure. in like the past year. Like, why do you think that so many people are wanting to leave so quickly? <laughs> right. What's the common denominator here, people? And it's, and I'm assuming yeah. they're not really receptive to that or aware at no, all. No, not at all. Uh, no. I'm like, I, truth be told, I was ready to quit on day three of the first, the first quarter. I was absolutely astounded because I taught summer school. Okay. Oh, so summer school was your first time teaching after student teaching. Okay. I actually never student taught either. That was a big kicker. Wait, hang on. Explain this one to me. (laughs) I'm lost. Yeah. I had a biology degree Mm. in college and we are in such a shortage in my state that you no longer need a teaching certificate or a teaching degree or student teaching hours. Got it. <laughs> you can become certified of enough credit hours from college in the subject that you're teaching. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I never student taught either, which a little bit wild. It was kind of like a really like last minute decision. And by the time I came around to the idea of wanting to teach, I would have had to add another year on to my college. And I was not down for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like for your certification and licensure and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I like applied for jobs and I actually like, yeah, I received a number of like interviews for having like no credentials <laughs> or certifications. Like, yeah. There is a shortage. It's a massive shortage right now. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was, I mean, so exciting at the time, but I taught summer school and it was a breeze. It was such a breeze. Really? I had such a great time and I loved it so much. At the same school? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I know it was so backwards. And all like everyone I like talked to, like the teachers that I met over summer school were like, well, you just wait till the real school year because like the students who are here at summer school are the ones who like are motivated to graduate, are motivated to do well in school. So they're going to be easy. Makes sense. Is it more like a last stop or they're getting extra credits or it's like I failed it one or two times. This is it. Um, pretty much. Or like we have like good options. Like a lot of students graduate early in my school. Got it. So they'll graduate juniors in high school. So lots of students will do that to just get credits out of the way. Mm. And it's like a super accelerated option. So like a quarter is 10 weeks and they do one quarter in two weeks in the second quarter. So like if I, I would taught biology over summer, so I did biology one in two weeks and biology two in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's just accelerated. <laughs> and yeah. 
Okay. So when, when you took those, so you had this great experience in the summer. The school year starts by day two or three. You're already like, I got to tap out here. When you took yeah. those days off after you posted on Reddit, what was your go-to, like, I'm assuming it was focused on self-care, not so much focused on like what to plan. At least I hope that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but you took those, those few days, you called it like an unofficial sabbatical. What do you do to kind of get yourself ready for the next time that you show up? <laughs> this time it was therapy. <laughs> therapy, I found like, because I showed up to school like one of those mornings and I was like sobbing. Like I was like uncontrollably, like I was yeah. not good. And so they were like, go home, take a day, take three if you need. And literally on my way home, I was like, found a therapist to get me an appointment for like an hour later. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that bad. Yeah. I need someone to talk to. I tried to like get some sun and like work out a little bit. And that only goes so far as far as mental health goes. So your administration at the time. When you show up, you're upset and they, they told you or advised you or suggested taking days off. So they were supportive in that. <laughs> They're kind of like reactionary supportive and not so much like preemptively or in the moment. Yeah. And it was kind of like interesting, too, because obviously, like we all have concerns day in, day out and like on the teaching realm, things that we wish could be better, students that need to be talked to, something or the next. Hmm. And I've been voicing this since day one. Like, I've never been a quiet person. Yeah. It wasn't until I was sobbing in the office saying, I don't think I can do this. But they're like, we will change anything you want me to change. <laughs> like, go. And I'm like, well, now, but I've been suffering for like the last 18 weeks. Like, so yeah, they were very supportive in a reactionary way. That's for sure. I wonder. Which so is appreciated. I'm very grateful for it the ability to just like dip out but <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's for sure a challenge I, so i know when in my first even this year to be honest with you aside from you know the years when we were teaching from home and all that stuff i know within the first few years when things were getting established we had a turnover of administration we had a turnover of our, like our whole dean and disciplinary team at the time it was quantity of one but i know that one of my main gripes was if I made a decision, a disciplinary decision, it was almost undermined by the adults or uh, even pulling away from just blaming admin all the time. If I had a certain standard that I would hold for behavior, there would be another teacher that would also undermine it by not expecting that same amount or whatever it might be. Uh, what's kind of like for the day in, day out stuff where you wish things might be a little bit different. So it's not just reactionary once you've gotten to that point. What are like the your top, like the go-to things where you're like, this needs to change? Yeah, I think definitely the undermining, whether it be from other teachers or admin, um, that was that has been one of the most frustrating feelings when you are trying to establish like boundaries in your classroom. And whether it be phones or kids taking stuff off of your desk. Oh, wow. And... It's like I have very like set boundaries in my room. And then there's always like four or five students. Well, Mr. So-and-so doesn't do it this way. Right. Like, test, day. test days. I always have a shoe holder and phones are like, I don't know about you. I think it's probably nationwide at this point. <laughs> the worst 
Like, I can't, like, I'm young. I was in high school five years ago. I had a phone. I can never recall a time I was on my phone as often as these kids are. (laughs) It's pretty bad, especially after remote learning. Yeah. So for test days, especially, I'm like really strict on it. Mm -hmm. Finals, like the most. And finals, it's school policy that we're all supposed to take phones. Like we're supposed to run it like a standardized testing day. Mm -hmm. And I had the student who got in my face, like probably like four inches from my face. I I don't even like physically handle their phones. I have shoe holders up on the wall. I say, put your phone up there, take the note card out with the number on it. And then you can have your test. He would not do it. And he was trying to rip the test out of my hand. And he was, well, Mr. So-and-so doesn't ever make us F and do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's the issue because then like the other students who also have that teacher are like, yeah, he doesn't make us turn in the phone. So, I mean, you know, students who are rational about these things don't have an issue, but then are the students who are hyper emotional about personal property. And I get it. Um, So that was tough. But also disciplinary, like a student's cursing me out in the middle of class. I get security guard or the vice principal to come get them and discipline them. And then they're just sent back three minutes later yeah. with a slap on the wrist. And I'm like, right. what's going to change? Now they're more pissed. Now they're more pissed that I sent them out. You were supposed to discipline them because I, I mean, at my school, there's virtually zero power to the teachers. We don't have ISS. Really? No intention, no detention. The worst, like at most, the worst suspension I've seen has been like 10 days, Hmm. but that's only happened a handful of times. Most of the time a student will just be sent home for the day and they come back the next. That's like the worst it gets. And it's like, we have no resource to discipline in the classroom. What are we supposed to do? Well, and I noticed too, uh, this is my frustration and it's, it's what you're saying. It sounds like it's more nationwide than, than even I realized up to this point. Uh, because what I've found is that we have like partners in the community that come in, uh, like programs that kids are a part of for mentoring and stuff like that outside of the school. It's still in the school, but like outside partners. Uh, we obviously have our disciplinary team. We have certain aides, we have security guards, all these people. And what I found is that they're almost feeding into the fight or flight where it's, oh, I have an issue with this adult or this teacher, this, you know, whoever, I have to solve it outside of the classroom. And then what happens for us, at least in our school, is that we, the teachers, become the bad guy and then security, admin, uh, the dean, whoever, they're the good guy. So anytime there's a single issue, it's, oh, I hate this phrase, I'm going to say it though, oh, Mr. F's doing too much. And then they go to some other adult who's like, oh, I know you're having a really hard time. Like all that stuff, you know, pick your excuse. Like, oh, he has anger problems. So therefore pacify it like that kind of stuff, Uh, which sounds a lot like what you're going through, which just Mm -hmm. makes my blood boil. That's why I'm, it's interesting. Your your post stood out to me because I'm like, yes, these are the frustrations I'm having with adult Mm -hmm. consistency. Yeah, it is. It is like shockingly like against the teachers if you will because there's been so many times where like i get called in i not so many times that's an exaggeration but there's (laughs) been three specific instances i get called in well this student is wanting to get removed from your class do you have any reason why they like do you have any idea why they might want to be doing that 
Like, I don't know, because I tell them to put their phone away. And in my head, I'm like, can you please just do it? Remove them from the class. (laughs) This is going to be a good thing for me. So just go for it. (laughs) But you can't say that. But the confrontation to me is saying like, well, this student no longer wants to be in your class. Because I'm the only one on campus who is not babying them, Mm -hmm. who will not stand for the attitude that they give us and the absolute defiance with the technology or doing work. I'm like, there have been times where I'm just like, you know what? Just stay off your phones. I don't care if you do your work today. Just stay off your phones. Right. Just give me a little bit of solace. Uh, no, it's, fun- it's funny you mentioned that too, because I mean, we have, we obviously have teachers that they undermine, you know, those of us that are trying to do like good work and hold expectations. But we even have it where they're just straight up enabling those bad habits on top of that. And mm-hmm. we, we literally have some kids that are in college right now. I think the dropout rate is like 75%. So like of the kids that graduate from our school and go off to college within the first semester, 75% of them are gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. and even some, some kids that were so enabled by, you know, staff that would let them do whatever they wanted, that they still two or three years after they graduated, they're still going to our principal for help with their paper, help with their assignment and not even realizing that this is not normal. (laughs) Like, I swear to God, there's a student that I must've gone like figuratively toe to toe with at least 50 times, uh, in the two years because she had to retake the class. and she's on the verge of dropping out like every single semester. She can't write. She can't read. She can't, uh, even the attendance requirement for some of her, cause I guess they're doing that now attendance mm-hmm. in undergraduate classes because it's gotten that bad, like yeah. almost like an education pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know how you fix that. Do you, do you have some kids though? Cause you mentioned summer school. Some kids that act as a positive influence where you start to see things shifting a little bit, or is, are they just too overpowered by the ones that are not choosing wisely? It's, that's a tough question. That's definitely a loaded question. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously I have, there's always going to be those great students in every class. Summer school and last quarter were like, okay, I can focus on the positives. I made, a lot of turnarounds with kids like not me like only but mm-hmm. me included in that sure um being able to see some kids like completely like turn on a dime and then of course there's the students who are going to get in my face and curse me out and and that's like super common <laughs> it's oh, no. way more common than you'd want mm-hmm. um And so first block, I had that to grasp onto. Like I got quite a few students who were in some trouble, if you will. And they came to school with the mindset, like, I'm just here till my court date, whatever. Like, I don't give a, I don't give a crap, whatever. And two of them are completely like 180'd since the first day I met them hmm. and they scared the hell out of me. The first <laughs> time I to say that is like, it's those students that it's like, you want to hold on to so tight, but then there's just something in the water, this block. I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with like, like I said, it's I'm in a rougher area. I think holidays are hard for a lot of my students. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's also like getting antsier because we get more breaks this, this quarter. We get Thanksgiving and Christmas and Veterans Day. So there's something in the water that it's like, even like really great students that I had over summer school or that I had last block are gremlins. I call them my gremlins. <laughs> yeah. We always have that one class period, right? Or in yeah. most cases, several. Um, yeah. Well, and I feel yeah. like too, there's also, there's this common misconception, at least for the students in my school. And no matter what we say, what we try to do, whatever we try to you know put forward, some kids truly don't understand that quarter one and quarter two average out for your semester one grade. And then likewise, quarter three and four average out for your semester two grade. So they literally see quarters one and three as just practice and garbage time. And we're like, where did you get this idea? Like, didn't, yeah. you, didn't you realize your freshman, sophomore, and junior year that you don't get a reset? <laughs> they just still, no matter what, don't understand that. But it for sure, at before and after breaks, that for sure is the worst. Um, mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, so you did mention that you had a positive experience when you were teaching summer school. Uh, now, granted, hopefully there's a few moments within your day nowadays, but comparing or I guess combining your summer school teaching experience to your experience now, what are some of the highlights, though, that do keep you going and do keep you showing up each day? It's, oh. hard, it's hard to find those. <laughs> Hard to find those at this point with like how yucky I felt about school lately. It's like really hard to pull on that, but it's a good question. Um, I have just there's this one student I had over summer school, and they still stop in my classroom every single day. Oh, hi, hi, Miss um, B. Like, I'm so excited. Like, how's your day? Like, how are you doing? When I met them in summer school, they would not speak a word to me, they would not look at me i would say hey do you know what you're doing on the punnett squares they're like (laughs) yeah i had a student that i thought was catatonic his entire first year so i i know what you're talking about there yeah um and it was like somewhere around week three in summer school i was like so what's up like are we good like do you are you just (laughs) in school like do you hate this same just shoulder shrug and i was like okay well i'm like how how can we how can we like make this better because they're like on the verge of failing my summer school class and i was like is a super smart student too so i was like what's going on and summer school days were so long they're six and a half hours with the same students so i had lots of to like teach and then talk to a student outside if i needed whatever and I just talked to the student. I took I took them outside and I was like, what's going on? And it was just like immediate tears. And I was like, this doesn't sound like a positive experience. But it is. Immediate tears. At home life, whatever, like opened up to me. And just in my first like few weeks of teaching ever, like experiencing that was like such like a heartwarming, like rewarding feeling that the student trusted me enough to talk to me about yeah. anything because they don't have to. They never do. Um, and we talked through it, got them resources that they needed. And then from there, it was kind of like a blossom. I noticed like the student just blossomed, started participating in class. Like mm. 
out of nowhere. And to be fair, my summer school class was not like huge. I had like 15 students. Sure. Still. But still, for some students, like talking in front of anybody is terrifying. And so to go from a shoulder shrugging student to someone who has the answers, knows the answers, Mm -hmm. shouts it out, and a student who confides in me and trusts me enough to not exploit them, but also help them in the ways that they need. (coughs) Excuse me. And then now to like stopping in my classroom, they don't have my class anymore. They've moved on. They're good. Every day has been like really sweet. Yeah, it's funny. No, you mention that. <laughs> is it a, is it a coffee or a bless you situation? <laughs> no, it's just off. I'm like, it's funny you mention that because I've I even last year I had a student. There's always that the one each year where you're like, oh god, here we go every single day. Uh, and I feel like it ages well when you are that adult that's not going to take that from them. But to the point where I had a student last year that was absolutely horrible to me for. I don't know, the span of like January all the way up to like May. <laughs> yeah. And, and fast forward to now. And yeah, that's a student that will confide in me. That's a student that uh, does come by to say hello. And I'm like, I thought you like fucking hated my guts. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's So it's funny how that works, but it, it makes sense because you have the really low lows. So having it go from there up to where it is now, that's for sure something that would keep you going because you never know what you know could happen for the next kid. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think my second most like positive moment is watching one of my students get accepted to nursing school. Hey. Because my school also doesn't send a lot of students to college. Sure. Um, we've had one student ever in the history of the high school go straight from high school to university. Wow. Most have gone like JUCO if they do go. Right. Which is great all in itself. But watching the student get into nursing school is like, she like ran in my classroom with her acceptance letter and it was just like the most exciting thing. So, I mean, there's definitely positives to come from this. Right. But still, I mean, granted, focusing on those to kind of keep you going, but it doesn't take away from, you know, what that, what that current situation is. But yeah, hopefully, if- hopefully it'll continue to improve. And I know you said you weren't optimistic necessarily about sticking it out for the year but um, i mean maybe down the stretch i don't know that's where maybe some more desperation from the kids i'm not sure i know and it's so difficult because sometimes it's like yeah i have those great moments with the kids and then i have moments where i'm like actually threatened <laughs> i yeah. am being threatened by students yeah yeah and what <laughs> we have uh right now a student who i think they're being moved out but he has uh, evidently two personalities. And his version of good morning to me is talking about killing me and my entire family and shooting up the school. And I'm like, all right, someone go get Kendall. <laughs> like, uh, That's obviously an alias for him, but he has two names depending on his mood and personality at the time. So yeah, it, it for sure oscillates, right? Where you're just like one moment you're on the highest ridge possible and the next you're like, I fucking hate this place so goddamn much. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like that specific instance, that's... Do you have resources? Do you have people that you can like? <laughs> uh, now, granted, the first couple times that he was threatening kids, because he's new this year, uh, it was taken a little bit more seriously. Now, realizing it's more harmless and he just needs severe mental health supports, uh, it was a process of just logging it every single time. That's the hard part is anytime, especially if they have an IEP or a 504, even if they don't, 
you have to just get so much data before you can go to your district or network or whatever and say, look, (laughs) this is not the right place for them. And it's funny too, when you might be sending stuff for months at a time. I had a student that was with me for three out of the four quarters and was just absolutely off the walls. I think he wound up going to like alternative school. Then he went to juvie. Then he was in like another alternative school. He got kicked out of multiple, like it was terrible. Um, And it was like months. And this was my first year. Months of me logging this stuff, asking for help. I was getting enough support. It was a little more reactionary. And then finally, uh, the person that had been like denying us, and granted, I'll give him credit. They probably have a thousand schools on their caseload. But he had been denying like, no, this should, he should stay there. It's his neighborhood school, neighborhood school, neighborhood school. And then finally, he sends an email being like, yeah, this might not be the best place. I'm like, no shit, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he finally like opened up and woke up to the fact where it's like, yes. Uh, but long story short, uh, it, it just kind of, it's all about getting that data. And it just kind of depends on the adults that you have. It, in this particular case, this was the day before Thanksgiving break. <laughs> I just went to my principal like, yeah, Kendall said he's going to kill me again. She's like, got it. And then she went and go like, you know, walked him to class. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that was my good morning. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. such a nothing day. But well, kill you and your family. What's that? So good morning. Going to kill you and your family today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. There's for sure. We've got like a list of quotes from him that you know I'm sure we'll look back on. Um, I used to for yeah. fun in my first year. We had a system called Logger, and uh, some teachers wrote the the most hilarious logs. They were just direct quoting the kids. But you could see what everyone wrote whenever a kid was written up. And that was my lunch break for a few years. I would just read those for fun because they were just so ridiculous, like off of TMZ or something. Oh, yeah. But, but well, Rachel, I, I mean, I hope that things do get better. Maybe at some point we can do like an update, see how things are going. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm hoping, you know, Thanksgiving break, maybe they're all, you know, going to be catatonic from food, you know, just get them some turkey, <laughs> uh, yeah. things like that. But uh, in terms of like short term, do you have anything that's, you know, keeping you motivated, keeping you looking forward? I know for, for a while I was just looking forward to Thanksgiving, <laughs> but we've got yeah. a solid four or five weeks until, uh, winter break, but what's going to keep you sustained for those, those next few weeks? Winter break. <laughs> <laughs> that's really all I'm looking forward to. I mean, I, outside of school, I work too much too. So I have like no time off ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely just looking forward to winter break. I'm trying to like plan a trip or like something right now. Like yeah. second wave, I'm going to go straight from school that day and go straight like up north or something. I don't know, but trying to give myself like a little extra to hang on to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we have like some standardized testing coming up. Most of my students are going to be doing it, but that will kind of be like an off day. So I guess I can look forward to that. Yeah. Those breaks within a, non-break week if you will for lack yeah. of a better term i mean like a month breathe and then we can get back to it tuesday <laughs> well i mean i i do not claim to i mean i go on to that that subreddit that you posted on uh, i don't claim to be an expert but hopefully i mean i don't know if you have any any co-workers you can kind of vent to but you can always reach out to me or to you know anybody that's in our our podcast community i think people are hopefully supportive i mean <laughs> it's all a bunch of teachers um yeah and I will say, I mean, Devin Siebold, um, who you might have seen him on the internet, he has a podcast called Crying in My Car, a podcast for teachers for a reason. Now, granted, yeah. it doesn't make it okay that that's what you're going through, but 
uh, it is something that I, I hope you don't feel like quite as alone, even if it might not be the support system in your building. Um, yeah. So truly, like if you, I mean, you have my my email at this point, I'll, I'll send you my number if that works. But if you ever do get into like, you just need to like text it out or something like that, um, I, I can for sure be there for that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> of course. Um, well, that said, I took a lot of your time, but thanks for, for jumping on. I had no clue. I literally typed that response while I was recording a previous episode. So I <laughs> appreciate you like bearing with me. I'm sure there were typos and it didn't make sense, but um, All good. I'm glad we could do this though. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And it was nice to talk it out. So good. Good. I'm glad. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go, but enjoy the party. Uh, and then, you know, keep me posted and stay in touch and uh, we'll go from there. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, I mean, I, I will update you. We'll have Rachel on at some point. Uh, I'll have to send her, you know, something so that way she can stay in touch. Uh, I truly do mean that. That said, as a listener, if you are struggling with something, you're going through something similar, whether you're a first year, second year, third year, 20th year teacher, uh, feel free to reach out classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew. I know sometimes we don't always have the best colleagues in the world in terms of a support system. So if we have to go digital, uh, for that support. I mean, this is a podcast for teachers by teachers. So use that community if you will. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this one. Uh, Rachel was awesome. Hopefully, I mean, maybe, I don't know, we're looking for a science teacher. So if you're listening, Rachel, and I know that you are, <laughs> if you're hearing this, uh, send me an email and then uh, we'll, we'll see what, uh, I don't know what state she's in. I didn't want to put that onto the podcast uh, for obvious reasons, but we'll, uh, we'll see. So Thanks, guys. Uh, Patreon.com slash Classroombrew to support the show, get that podcast, merch, and bonus content, all that stuff. And until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.